Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile, and you're listening so to the Always Race Day podcast. As I did when I rode in the back of a hey guys, so you are about to hear. I don't really know how I'm going to edit this. I think you heard the theme song already. Uh, English will have a new one for you soon i promise there's a lot of people that don't like the theme song a lot of people that love it uh you're about to hear the episode we recorded uh it was like three minutes after we got off uh roth motorsports announced that james mcfadden uh as we suspected would be racing in california uh this weekend uh with the narc 410 series um however we did not talk about buddy kofoid uh being in a car we talked about being being without a ride right now buddy uh, we'll be racing the 83 JR 83 Junior uh, for Roth Motorsports this weekend in the same race in the Peter Murphy uh, Classic. So uh, we didn't know that going into the episode, and we heard about it after we got done. So I just wanted to be sure to put that warning on here. So a warning, I suppose. But just didn't want anyone listening to be like it got announced last night what are these fools talking about so hope you enjoy the episode uh no guest this week but it is a pretty decent one caleb so we're we're about an hour after we finished at this point but caleb are you still mad about the annette thing yep still am caleb's getting very stressed out and you will uh you will hear why in a second. So appreciate y'all listening. Thanks again to the Carlotto group. Love them. Uh, y'all uh, enjoy it. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 120 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carlotto group. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Josh Olmstead, Caleb Sloha. I got you, Caleb. Uh, and Damon Helgeval. Damon back from 
uh, a very long hiatus. He took quite a bit of time off. You know, it, it's almost a miracle that we let him back on the show this week, but. I figured as much. He's here, he's here in present. We're going to get to him in a sec. Damon, uh, how, how was the drive to Kansas? Do you think a Carl Auto Group car could get you from here to Kansas pretty smoothly? Well, as long as Ryan Priest's hauler driver wasn't holding up the uh, fast lane, yeah, it'd be very, be very smooth. <laughs> Man, dude's not on the track and he's catching strays. Uh, we appreciate the Carl Auto Group for being the presenting sponsor of the podcast. They are fantastic people, uh, fantastic group to work with. Uh, get out and see the Carl Chevrolet dirt trucks this year, too. We're going to have a lot more coverage on them. I think there's a midweek race coming up here that I'm heading down to. I could be getting the schedule off a little bit, but uh, get down there. We're going to have extensive stuff uh, with them and working with them all season. So appreciate their support. Uh, give them a shout out on social media if you can. Uh, and check out the shirts we got for sale uh, on our website. So uh, the link for those is in the pinned tweet on Twitter. Um, and with that, yeah, let's uh, let's get this thing started. Damon, you went to Kansas. You weren't behind Ryan Priest's hauler driver, I don't think. Uh, maybe you were, but how, you know, give me a recap of the trip. Oh, it's a good trip. Uh, it's always a good time to go to, to Kansas. saw the best NASCAR race of the year. Yeah, uh, definitely did not end the way it, uh, it should have, but, uh, no, it was, it was a good time. I mean, I, I can't blame any, anything there. There were go-karts out front, which was badass. They had that NASCAR youth series or whatever. Uh, so that was, that, that is an actual series. Yeah, no, it's 100% real. I've, should, yeah. should we start exploiting kids talents for me? Hey, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it is definitely something, but it was, it, it reminded me a lot of my uh, uh, junior days. It's literally the same setup as all the parents have big ass haulers and there's some <laughs> show up on a flatbed truck and then they all all get together and go run. It was cool because uh, you had some kids pissed at each other. You had parents pissed at each other. Oh, and then, do, do you know the numbers that a kid fight would do? Oh, it was outrageous. If, if you guys uh, probably don't know what I'm referring to because – a lot of you probably aren't from Iowa, uh, but there's a company here that uh, covers wrestling and covers um, lower than high school wrestling and, and just the sport in general and kids coming up into things. And I think they did, they put a power ranking thing up of like the best third graders com coming up in this class. And yeah. It just got pulled apart all over social media. So I'm just making jokes about that. Now, if you do want us to exploit the kids for numbers, we will. Yeah. Um, it, it was just cool to see the kids out there having fun. And then it was just hot as balls on Sunday. I mean, yeah. I sweat through every, every beverage that I drank on Saturday and Saturday night. Um, yeah, that was all back out to the surface through the, through sweat on Sunday. Cause it was hot as shit. Do you get the same, like, the first 70 degree and 80 day, 80 degree day of the year. Like you're outside and you're just like, I can't believe I can stand a hundred. Like this sucks. Uh, yes. I mean, yes and no. I think it was more because it was just the, there was not a cloud in the sky. Like it was the perfect day because all week leading up it, we weren't even supposed to race on Saturday or Sunday because it was 
chances of thunderstorms and uh there was i mean there were storms saturday night not too far from where we were at but yeah it uh we weren't even supposed to be be racing on Saturday or Sunday. And so for it to be just a perfect day, it was awesome. Uh, great race. Crowd looked good. It just was a, it was a fun, fun atmosphere. I, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people bitch and complain and how does Kansas get two dates? Well, I think they showed why on Sunday. Yeah, no, you've been trying to convince me of that for two years. And who was complaining? Cause that one like, it's a great race. Yeah. Last last year it was good too. So like, I mean, yeah, I, I thought the same thing, Caleb. I'm, I mean, I'm I saw. Damon, real quick, who won last year? Who won last year? Yeah, who won Kansas last year? Um, Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace. That's right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Never mind. It was it wasn't Kyle Larson. That no, was he won the year before. I'm stupid. Sorry. Yeah, he won the year before. Should have won on Sunday, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, okay. I technically then I feel like I should get to claim that. You could if you want. That's fair. But yeah, I, the people were, that are complaining just are tired of a dopey mile and a half race. But that was the mile and a half product that NASCAR wants to deliver, and what they think they're getting uh, with this new car at every mile and a half track. Well, and it's like I told you on Sunday night when you called me on, and I was heading home is there was action all over the racetrack and I'm sure TV didn't necessarily do it justice as I mean, they can't, they only have so many cameras anyway, and only so many, so much space on, on the screen. But the the fact of the matter, there was cars making moves. The bottom was actually working, which wasn't the case last year. You couldn't hold the bottom as well last year. And this year you could, um, I mean, that's, that's how a lot of guys made their way through the field. I, I know Larson was one of them and, you know, we're, we're used to seeing him put it in the fence about five or six times. And I think the only time he did was there on the, those last two laps. Do you think that's a product of the grooves being worn out from having four races compared to us only really having two before? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think that the heat had something to do with it too. I mean, these cars also have shown that they perform a lot better in the summer months. Uh, that's when we got a lot of, a lot of good talk last year was during the summer months and it was hot racetracks and slick racetracks. I think that was part of it uh, because there was a lot of handling issues, just listening to the different radios that I did throughout the day. Um, there, there was a lot of handling issues, cars that were tight, cars that were really loose. You could physically see cars that were really loose. I mean, all those Rex came off a of turn two because of, of loose race cars. I mean, William Byron on the first lap's a prime example of that. So, um, I, I think, I think a little bit of, of having more races there, but also the fact that it was, it was hot. I think that that played into it. Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter. I can't remember who it was or I'd credit them, but they said, this is the most weather dependent car in the history of NASCAR. And I mean, looking back, like right. I, I don't think I put weather into how a car performed ever. You do now. Apparently we need to. So we should always hope that every racetrack is a hundred degrees. Hey, that puts hand, that puts the uh, car back in the driver's hands. Doesn't matter what car it is. It's fair. Uh, at least closer to, uh, closer to the punch. Caleb freezes for like a brief second. 
and then his computer's catching up so his video looks like you fast forwarded it by 20. i just watched you turn your head 17 times in a second yeah i don't know it was being weird earlier so uh who knows man oh it's all good just nature of the product um but yeah no i i definitely think on that argument with the schedule that I told that I always bring up that it should be, you know, four or five tracks have two races. I, I think Kansas makes me bump that up to six or seven. It might have used to been at six. Maybe it's at seven now. I'd have to write them down again. Been trying to tell you. <laughs> now, people try to tell me a lot of things. I just need to learn more about which people are more correct. Or just listen. I, I do I do my my listening. I'm just very skeptical. You know, some things you should listen to me more often. We'll put it that way. That's that is fair. Um, while Caleb's up, I think let's let's do the uh, let's do the dirt stuff now and get that knocked out just in case you got to go early. But um, first thing, James McFadden uh, and the Roth Motorsports crew they got penalized last weekend. The announcement finally dropped on Friday at like four o'clock. There wasn't a press release. There wasn't a ton of openness to it. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know the, I guess, exact details of what they might've found on the tire. There was rumors that it was a tire that they bought off of someone else that was already mounted. Um, and so then it's like, anyone could have done anything to the tire. Um, stinks it really sucks for i mean it sucks for the outlaws too you're losing a full-time driver uh because from the sounds of it uh james mcfadden will not be obviously he's still going to come back and run some of the world of outlaws races that's just the nature of chasing money uh but the the last thing i heard was that they're heading out to california uh to race with narc this weekend so that kind of leads me to my first question on this whole deal is are they still allowed to run as a full-time outlaw team when the suspension is lifted so it's a complicated answer to say yes but there's no point um right i agree that's why i'm asking if it's if it's a thing yeah so to make money in the world of outlaws with their season long standings purse thing uh they get tow money and stuff like that through the year they have insurance and all that stuff but to get any of the end of year purse money from the standings you have to be top 12. uh this penalty lost mcfadden 500 points on the surface that's three and a half wins and then it's also a four race suspension so that's another four races of no results at all and everyone else is at bare minimum earning 90 points see i think that's where you start you're just out of contention completely i think that's where you start seeing a little bit of the flaw here in this outlaw system the penalty is just too severe but it's it was also made so people don't do my my thing is is okay get i get the penalty you want to give them give them a severe penalty that's fine but this is the this is what you're going to run into with all these other series starting to gain some traction on top of it is if you're going to penalize guys 
to the point where they're not going to be able to compete for a top 12, which is kind of random in my opinion, uh, points position, then what's it to say that those guys have to stick around with the outlaws. And now you're going to, you could possibly eventually lose some big name teams. I mean, hell Dennis Roth has been around this sport longer than a lot of people have. And to not have his car on the outlaw tour after they've been a part of it for how long, um, it's kind of a big deal. I think. So it was a little bit like the, uh, shepherd thing last yeah. year. Now Hudson O'Neill's running and he's taking it to Lucas. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, it's going at the end of the day, this is going to hurt the outlaws. I think more than it is Ross or Roth and McFadden both um, because that that's just going to be, that's the way it's going to end up is it's going to hurt those, those type of, of entities more than it is the teams. Because like you said, what are they doing this weekend? They're going out West and going to go run. They can run at Knoxville more often. Now they can go run, you know, some of the, uh, the all-star races a little bit more They're Obviously I'm sure they're going to get entered into run more of the high limit races now too. Yeah. And, uh, before, you know, before I say it, like open invites, uh, uh, Brian Carter or Mike Hess, if they want to come on here and talk about it, maybe I'll reach out in the next week or two and we can kind of ask them some of these questions. But um, when it comes down to it, like it's such a severe penalty that the, I mean, you're almost only hurting yourself with yep. doing that. They find them eight grand. That doesn't help the world of outlaws as a company. They lose a full-time driver. That doesn't help the world of outlaws as a company, right? It, there's, there's not a lot of it that makes sense unless you kind of look at things like, oh, well, we needed to get tire chemicals out of the sport. They're, they were ruining the sport. I, I've heard stories and stuff, but I've never seen someone put tire chemicals on a car and get half a lap faster than the rest of the field. I mean, that car didn't win, but how many, I mean, it's only won what two races. Yeah. I mean, that's two more than they won so, season up until October, but right. But I, how do you, how do you say that the tire compounds, the reason that they did that? And the, yeah. And the other thing, um, Justin Fiedler was talking about it on his channel. It's uh, dirt tracker. Uh, he does like 10 minute videos every day. Um, super intelligent dude worked in the, uh, worked on a NASCAR pit crew, um, and covers a bunch of different, you know, whatever dirt series that he can get his hands on and stuff like that. Um, he was uh, reporting that they, maybe he said it as a rumor. I don't want to get anyone into anything. So allegedly, I don't know. People just say that and then you're rid of all faults, right? I've covered myself on a legal basis. Uh, but he said that what he was told is that the whole Roth Motorsports crew took lie detector tests um and were asked questions and they all passed them but the lie detector test could not be used in the results um when they made their appeal like okay. they have they have to treat the penalty as like a separate thing so what i what i'm asking is why the hell even do the lie detector test if you can't use them to argue yeah i mean was it a team issued lie detector test or was it an outlaw issued to uh, test 
from how it was phrased, it sounds like the outlaws did it. I don't think the team went and that's, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Would you let, would you let a team go and say, Oh, we, we went out and bought our own polygraph kits and took our own tests and have them present them. I would, I would never let someone do that. I'd be like, that's, you just type that up on a piece of paper. You you can't prove anything. You're right. But people would do it. That's right. But I would never accept that from somebody else is what I'm saying. Right. So why would the outlaws do the, have them do this test? And then it's not a part of anything. I think that's just how it was written in their bylaws or what. And I, I'm the most anti-bylaw guy in the book. Everything should be case by case. Do it right. Then do it right there. Um, figure out what makes the most common sense, you know? Um, but I understand why you have some things like that. And people at some point in history, like, lie detector tests were a bigger commodity and people were like learning how to beat them and they just sit there and remind everyone like you can beat a lie detector test it's really easy it's not easy i mean you have to practice on it but you i mean you can right go ahead John. so so as a dirt casual how common are these lie detector tests and appeals not common it's the first time ever it's the first time i've ever heard of it Okay, I was going to say, I've never heard of something like that before. And that's probably why it doesn't get brought up a ton is because it's so... I'm sorry, this lighting is... we got to stop doing these at 6.30. Okay. He's, got the, uh, he's got the son of God pointing on him right now. Ty Gibbs is looking down on me right now. It's pretty sad. Right. <laughs> ah, man. So I think McFadden's going to at least run NARC this weekend. I also don't see a team going out to California where they're kind of housed or well, it's where they are housed um, and not staying there for at least a little bit. Um, wouldn't make too much monetary sense to drive all the way out there and drive back. I just, you know, this kind of reminds me of, uh, of the whole Roth deal that got McFadden in that car in the first place you know, the, with, with Reitzel and running that whole chassis deal. And now this is the second time around. And now it's a whole team, whole team deal that gets popped with it. And so it's, um, it sucks because that's a, that is a legendary figure in this sport that essentially you're running away because of, of a tire compound on what was it? Was it just one tire? Is that what they found it on? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they take multiple. So you're, you're basically axing a dude and a team from your entire season for one tire. Kind of, kind of dumb in my opinion. If you want to suspend the guy, suspend him a race or suspend him two races, or you want to take points, take points, do that, but don't take 500 points and four races on top of it to basically kill the guy running for points. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think you phrased it really harshly at the end, but it's also fair, um, you know, that you're losing a full-time guy uh, because they might've purchased a bad tire and everyone's moving to new tires. We've had all these tire issues. We've had um, a tire shortage for a while and you know, that stuff sucks. And Hoosiers still the guys, and I don't, you know, obviously, I don't think this is a Hoosier thing. And could the tire be behaving differently? Yeah, but it hasn't for anyone else, so I don't believe it's that. Um, it just sucks that you know you let that be the deciding factor of 
we're going to lose a full-time guy. And what, you know, whatever the reasonings are of it, the world of outlaws had how many full-time drivers before it's like 15 uh, and Casey Kane dropped off with technically injury stuff, maybe, maybe mental health stuff. He just said he needed a break. He'll be back um, in a few weeks, uh, but he's taking a few weeks off. So you lose one there. Now you lose the second one with McFadden. You lost Craig Kinzer. Yes, Craig. Ken- that's that's a good point. Craig Kenzer in the uh, that Lockie Ma- Lockie McHugh. Uh, it's the Running Boxer Farms number one hundred and one car. They're based out of Australia, uh, but I've known that, I've gotten to know that car uh, ever since Lockie took it over, uh, and they're a good team. Um, it seems like because Lockie, when he drives that car, it's bad fast. Craig was damn good. Uh, for what he has been lately uh, when he hopped in the car over the weekend. Um, So I love that for them. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you've lost three full-time guys this year already. I mean, Bill Rose is going to take home 12 points checks. Bill Rose, think about that. He's a 10-time touring champion. That's your Mike Stefanik of the NASCAR 75 list to the World of Outlaws. That's there we go. Compar- comparison. Comparison wise. <laughs> um, now let's uh, let's go to uh, Buddy Kofoid out at uh, Crouch Motorsports, number 11 car. Uh, and they did bring in Corey Eliason. Um, and they're racing right now as we speak. Uh, qualifying just got over at the Gettysburg Clash. We'll have coverage of that all night. If you don't see updates for a while, it's because we're recording this. So. Uh, what do you, Damon, what were your kind of first thoughts seeing that stuff? I know you're at a race, so at whatever point you saw, it was probably late as hell, but. Yeah, and probably not coherent enough to understand what was going on at the time, but um, shocked. I think that was the biggest thing because we're, we're, they had just won like the week or two weeks before and all of a sudden he's out of a ride. I mean, one of the, the best up and coming talents in sprint car racing, let alone racing in general and a team that's been really successful since he kind of took over that ride. And now all of a sudden he's gone. Like there's, there's nothing uh, to fit with it. And so that kind of sucks to see him not be in that car. Cause it was good. Um, I did like the fact that it didn't take him, but maybe a day or two. And he had already put everything on his uh, website uh, apparel wise for sale and go buy a t-shirt that they just released for like five bucks. It's insane. So um, I, I actually thought about going and getting one just because of it, but yeah, I mean, it's a guy that, that we saw in the truck series and Toyota's putting a lot of money into this guy. And for him to be without a ride is, uh, is kind of wild to be honest with you especially one that like i said they just won in yeah uh and i from the sounds of it you know you don't have buddy kofoid in a race car and miss the a main two races in a row and make a, a dumb decision on a whim to fire the kid um you just you don't do that right so i don't believe it was that uh someone got pissed at me because i put that in my article uh, when the news came out, I wrote it really quickly on my damn phone. So I just want, you know, I wasn't saying that it's just, that's where they finished in the last right. two races. They missed the AMA, um, with a car that's more than capable of winning with the series, which you've seen him do, which he was running seventh with the outlaws. Uh, and now he is not running tonight. So 
platinum or not, they still count your points. Um, yeah, he was top five, top ten in points, something like that, right? Like seven, seven right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that sucks to see too, because that points battle, especially like when you have an outside guy in there running point running points like that, like when Larson was doing it, it's cool to see how I how high up they can get in. Well, not to mention that this car that he took over when he took over the ride, it's not like it was winning races before him. Well, it's a new team. Again. I'm saying it was a damn new team, you know. Who knows what they have? Because your all your results are based off a driver that could become a generational talent. Which why well, I, I that's what kind of throws me for the loop here is you have a guy who's got the backing from a OEM and and you let him go. Like there there's something internal that happened because like I was saying too, you know, the guy gets on like a day or two later and everything that's on his store is for is on sale. Yeah, I mean that's smart by buddy. That's what I'm saying. So something else had to have happened. Like you don't, you don't just. Uh, no, I mean he's just not going to race the car anymore. But I, from your, yeah, something happened that wasn't results based. That wasn't um, something that you know hadn't been. It was a disagreement it's, of some sorts, right? I it's mean, similar to the PPM deal. Yeah, yeah. I, we were going to bring him up next. Um, he's racing a late model night with Castro Flow Racing Night in America um, at Spoon River. Um, so we'll have coverage of both those events, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's a silly season update on May 7th that captured everybody's eyes. It's crazy. At, at this time of the year, we're splitting guys, splitting yeah. teams and stuff. And we see it a lot. And I, that's the other thing is like, yeah, but we see it in June, July. Yeah, but it's such an interesting dynamic of, you know, people like the car owner tries harder when the new driver comes in, right? Or when a guy's on his way out, well, they're not going to give you a lot of stuff. And it's like, it, that never made sense to me because if I owned a team, I'd be on it as many times as I could be. It's just like in any other series, though, you don't want to send your best stuff with that guy. Cause he knows the guy heading out. No, but like with, that's what I'm saying. You're, you you're know, putting, you're putting your best stuff with a guy that's heading out. He's going to take those secrets that you've been holding on to and transfer them over to his next ride. Yeah. Should have picked Donnie. Donnie won the heat tonight. You asshole. You talked me out of Donnie shots. I know. Should have taken Donnie. Jeez. All right. Well, I'm looking up NASCAR schemes or guys over on Instagram uh, to make sure that I don't miss a throwback to talk about. I wanted to cover this. Uh, Rick Ware released another one. Did you see who? that one? Who? Rick Ware. Did they release the 15? Yeah, it's uh, Bobby that. Allison. Oh, it is. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, 79. I saw this question posed on Twitter, and it was after the reveal of the Bubba Wallace. Uh, just Ooh, they plain... just did Chris Wrights. Chris Wrights is gorgeous. I'm talking, about, Pablo. I'm talking about the two bad ones right now. So hold on, just hold off, Josh. Uh, so Bubba Wallace is plain red Dr. Pepper scheme with a QR code on the hood. Pisses me off beyond belief. I hate QR code people. You imagine putting a QR code on a TV screen for seven seconds and telling people to scan this code? 
if you want to do this. Why am I wrong? Because you might as well get used to it because it is going to be the future of... uh, Oh, they said that eight years ago. No, no, Caleb, no, no, no. We used to have apps. It was QR code scanner apps. He's telling me that it's not the, the, the next thing as he's complaining about people doing it more. It sounds yeah. pretty normal. People are not doing it. <laughs> What's, now, the, the, the ones that you should laugh at are the ones that, like, when you're on a website and there's a QR code, that's, that's where you should point and laugh because you can't scan your QR code from your phone. So that's, that's where you point and laugh. But it, it, is, it is a very helpful tool that is going to be uh, – it, it might not be, like, the actual QR code, but it will develop and um, become – you know, a, a force to be recognized. No, 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 no. QR codes are just like soccer fans. And the World Cup comes and they talk about it and they say it's the fastest growing sport in the country. This stuff rocks. You got to go out. You got to go out and watch the world's game. It's it's awesome. It's going to take over America. It's going to be great. So QR codes have been around and popular for a well, while. People were saying that eight years ago. I was in high school when they were being introduced and our teachers were talking to us about how helpful QR codes can be. Do we want to talk <laughs> about how... There's no reason to integrate a QR code when you don't need Do we want to talk about when Parker Kligerman ran the 96 at Kansas with a QR code and the website sold out? Sold out of what? Sweatshirts. How many did they have? 30? I don't know. I'm a proud owner of one. Kale's a proud owner of one. That's because Can we get back to talking about paint schemes? Because I'm looking at one that's pretty badass. All right, Dan, so all right. So the whole point of this was someone asked if the throwback thing has been overdone, uh, if it's tiresome now. And no. to that I reply, absolutely the fuck not. Uh, I think this is the best year of throwback paint schemes we've ever had. I would agree. That's just because the the throwback schemes that we're seeing, a lot more of them were were when we were kids. So now, oh no, hold on, hold on, because the ones, the ones I like are, are the unique ones. So like the Herbie fully loaded paints, that's sick. Awesome. Dude, Blaine Perkins is throwing back to a payday car. It's badass. It is nice. I think Damon just likes it because they're all. <laughs> I I love they're it all from when I was like a the kid. One I just like the uniqueness of them, man. I mean, we're doing movies. We're hot, and it's not like we haven't seen movies done before. There, I mean, that's we're doing Dale Jr. Uh, we're doing Kevin Harvick, um, Ken Block, uh, which you know the circumstances of why we're getting a Ken Block one suck ass, obviously. But I love the paint scheme; it's my favorite one. None of none of the other ones even compared to it. Um, well, as long as Ross doesn't wreck somebody, he's got a badass one with Dale Jarrett's paint scheme I, I can't believe they're letting Corey lajoy run the little number 11 next to the seven on his car he they did, did it a couple year. years ago yeah. <laughs> okay never mind yeah, he ran the he ran the marty robbins <laughs> stacking pennies paint scheme the 777 okay all right i, d- I don't remember it uh to a t it's like yellow and pink gotcha yeah. it's the yeah, yeah. yeah. magenta and lemon i believe is what the two colors were called yes. when, uh, when they came out okay Okay, but like, never in my mind would I ever think I'd get a Juan Pablo Montoya throw. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I like that one. I like it. You want to know which one I, I besides Blaney's that I might hate the most? So you picked the one with the World of Allies driver to throw him back to. That's cool. The Harvick one. I hate the Harvick one. Or, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'll say that later. 
the Harvequin doesn't bother me as as much as so in the Xfinity series, Ty Dillon's number three. It's a throwback to Martin Truex Jr. And they literally have the same exact sponsor from that car on the car. The logo is black, white, and red. So they chose on the side of the car to do gray and red. And like they they didn't they they didn't do the throwback. Like again, it's if you're gonna do a throwback, make it the same paint scheme. If you change the colors and you change the stripes, it's not the car that you're throwing back to anymore. Right. Like I was telling Josh last night, if I tell Josh, I'm going to go make myself a peanut butter sandwich, but instead of peanut butter, I use cucumbers. And instead of bread, I use waffles. Like I, it's not a peanut butter sandwich. Well, there's more. Hey, I got bad news for you, Caleb. That looks like the same scheme to me. Nope. So it doesn't because there's grass that runs on the bottom mm-hmm. where it doesn't on the other one. Uh, it's only on the splitter for the other one. This sky skirt that's here. It's red and gray compared yeah, to red and it's black. Red and, so it's you look like go to the RCR page. Glasses. Yes, go to the RCR page and you'll see it exactly. It the side design goes over the number on the throwback and on the like my, on this car it doesn't even go over the number at all which like okay if if we've got new things like if we've got a rule that says okay you can't put stripes behind an oh no it's just they they completely just changed the stripes exactly that's what i'm telling you but he was all right you're gonna i mean you're gonna yell at me and tell me that he won a championship in this car martin trex didn't win anything in that car did he no Nope. Why the hell are you throwing back to that? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any it's sense. The same, it's the same sponsor. That's the oh. only reason. Well, yeah. Which is fine. I, yeah, I, agree. I agree with I, you. Because here, and here's why I definitely don't have a problem with that. If you sponsored, you know, if, if you gave the sport money 20 years ago, obviously I'm estimating 20 years ago, and it you're going to actually this, on the dot. <laughs> boom. If you're going to give the sport money today again, like all for it, I'm, 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 I love you for it. But like, if you're going to say, this is my throwback to this scheme, at least make it that scheme. Right. So anywho, that's my, um, that's my anger. Do we have our favorites picked out? Um, can I just say, I want to touch on the Richard Childress schemes because I think it's a class move by Kyle Bush to throw back to his first win with Richard Childress. Yeah, that, I love how yeah. people took it so serious on Twitter. But like, uh, yeah, that's right. If you were, here's, here's you had decided, if you had decided at the start of the year that you weren't going to run a throwback paint scheme, that's the way to announce it. Here's why, Connor, because they wasted all their talent on the Xfinity ones, which ended up being badass. The two Kevin Harvick championship. You just ripped one apart for <laughs> like a long time. Uh, I don't count the three car. Doesn't count. <laughs> That doesn't run the Xfinity series full time, but like the like Sheldon Creed's car is spot on from 2001. Yeah, and the Coast Guard paint scheme for uh, Austin Hill is also pretty damn close. Like those are awesome looking. I do. Cars. I do love those. 
Like, you want to know what's a good, like, it's not like a real standout one, but one that, like, it was the the ideal of a throwback because as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what it was throwing back to is Anthony Alfredo's. Like, that's one that's perfectly done where you don't have to have the same car number. You don't have to, but as soon as I see that, I know exactly what it's supposed to be. Whereas like, if you show me Ryan Blaney's, I'm going to go, is he throwing back to his 739th Menards car? Like what? It's just, it doesn't matter that it's dude wipes on there. Like, it's just perfectly done. The ninety two. The number, the number font is perfectly spot on too. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I'll give like uh, Brett Moffitt's credit too, because he went with the number and went to the to the old Folgers car. Like that's that's a good one. Yeah, like I, that's you can tell it's a vintage car. Or I'll be honest with you guys. My favorite one though, is the Josh Berry paint scheme. Like it is spot on Hut Strickland circuit city car. Spot on number and everything. Did I tell you, uh, I liked Wallace Allen's uh, Adam Petty throwback truck because the first time I saw it, I was like, that's the laughing clown car from Talladega Nights. That's sick. I can't believe they're doing another Talladega Nights one. I had a Google. I was like, damn, I was a little bit off. It's so funny to me how all of a sudden we got like Red Horse Racing throwbacks. Yeah, the Timothy Peters one's the best because I had no clue who the hell Timothy Peters was until he won that Daytona race. Like from then on, he kicked ass. Every time he was in one of those tracks, he was good. Yeah, like that's just so funny. Uh, I guess you can tell like that's just a great. I mean, there's the trucks got some good throwbacks. Yeah, they do. They got a couple of good ones. They're. I the love buckshot, the, the buckshot the Jones new... throwback with jo- uh, Jake Garcia is good. The new yeah, one is up there for me. What do we know? What Timmy Hills is? Ted Musgrave. When That's Ted okay. Musgrave won the won the championship that year. I was gonna say it looks beautiful. Whether it's, you... the, it's the Mopar truck is what it was. The Mopar. Okay. Truck. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't get that, but it still looked beautiful. So. Yeah, I like Timmy Hills a lot. No, I really, I really hate uh, Ross Chastain's, um, but Ricky Stenhouse's guys—they did a good job with his. Okay, yeah, I knew that one was coming. Damn thing! (laughs) It's just the same Dale Dale Jarrett UPS throwback, and they had the fact that they announced it the day after. (laughs) Going like, we got to get our ducks in a row here. Harrison Burton throwing back to his dad, and he I, didn't even throw back to the best one. I do love that scheme, though. That's one of too. my favorite schemes. It's, it's a good beautiful. scheme. But Joey Legato needs to run that paint scheme for like the Coke Six Hundred. Yeah, the Donna. Like, that is, it is, it is beautiful. I also <laughs> think that uh, Exalta needs to let let Byron keep this throwback uh, because I love that uh, color chrome car. Oh, I like their rainbow one better. I don't like chrome on race cars. That was I one of my chrome. that was one of my first die cast I ever had when I was a kid was that car. Sammy Smith's is based on like an old pilot flying J truck. You see that? Yeah, it, is. it is. I wonder if we'll ever get a Penske rental truck throwback. 
Oh, that would be hilarious. Someone <laughs> someone gets a U-Haul sponsorship for a race. How about the fact that Rick Ware was able to put something together with with Ryan Newman as fast that, as they that did? That might be that, one of my favorites. And put that paint scheme together is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, props to them. I mean, obviously stuff happens before it's announced, but that still wasn't that amount of time that we knew Ryan Newman was going to be in a car. Well, and then to just knock it out of the park with that scheme, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, that's a fun thing. I, I really like the the throwback market the whole idea of everything you're just going to see which teams have creative people working for them uh and which teams might not denny hamlin's team uh being on the negative end of that i never thought i'd see coming uh but they saw i mean joe gibbs joe gibbs entire design team is not the greatest considering that they threw back to a car that they've already ran didn't throw back for one and then threw back to another that they also already ran. When well, those are the same people that couldn't find sponsorship for Kyle Busch, so right, exactly. Which the fifty four isn't bad either. No, it's not bad. the The one that they already ran though was the Matt Kenseth throwback that they're running on Christopher Bell's car. That right. was when Kenseth uh, was leaving JGR. They ran that car there at uh, at Homestead that year. I'm. I always loved the bright red Everham cars. So seeing seeing that, so I was gonna say, Chase, yeah, Chase's car is sweet. I figured Chase is pretty cool. I love that they match the font. He's thrown here's back to the, Casey Kane. Here's the thing. No, he's that, not. That, oh, that's a Casey Kane car, Damon. Come on. Like on that one, it is. It's it's just a red car. Like let's be honest. It's just. I told you, it's a Casey Kane scheme. Casey Kane ran black in his paint schemes. He never ran. There's a plain red Casey Kane car. I, I guarantee effing to you. Anyway, go ahead. Wait, here's the thing. You at least put in the effort of like the number and stuff. So we know, we know what it's supposed to be like. So I, I'll give you more credit on that one than what, you know, some other ones get. Caleb, I didn't design the paint schemes. You don't have to talk at me. I'm not talking at you. How about Brad K throwing back to Casey Atwood? Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> that, was, that needs to be their castral scheme. Yes. It is beautiful. Um, it is beautiful. Yeah, I, did, I hadn't even seen it yet. Tyler Reddick's beautiful, in my opinion. The oh, Kurt the, Bush, the Kurt Bush one? I like, I like Sam Mayer's Kurt Bush one, too. I have not seen that one. Yeah, it turns out looking at this on an Instagram account where everything's out of order and you're just looking for the numbers, yep. reference what you're talking about, it's terrible. I hope I hope you guys at home understand what schemes we're talking about. I still have not found any of those three, but nonetheless, like <clears throat> Bowman. Go look at Darlington's website. Darlington has all of them except for like I Newman's isn't on there, but yeah, the ones that just got released, like yeah, most recently. Yeah, it's all good. Um, <clears throat> no, what I was gonna say was that I, I think people just continue to get more creative with this. I mean, there's plenty of racing series out there that you can emulate paint scheme. Steve Kenzer was a good race car driver. Anyone can show up in a Steve Kenzer paint scheme to honor uh, one of the great ones. Daniel Suarez is. Oh, I forgot. 
It's actually because it came out so long ago. It is actually the Ricky Rudd paint scheme, but Steve Kinzer also drove the Quaker State car. Right. Um, no, I'd seen the the Quaker State stuff and everything. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, people. Yes, there's people that were. Uh, I remember that day because I didn't get in a Twitter fight on purpose. Some guy was like. That's not a Steve Kenzer scheme. That's Ricky. What? That's Ricky Rudd's car. And I'm looking at it like, no, I'm pretty sure Steve drove that one. He's way better than Ricky. What Ricky Rudd was. Don't look at me like that, Damon. I'm just. Okay. How many championships does Ricky have at at all levels? I'll give him his youth titles. Does he have twenty? He doesn't. Okay, that's what I thought. That's he not doesn't 20. get in the Twitter fight, and instead he brings it here. He should have gotten the Twitter fight. Oh, it looks way better on me if I just get pissed about it on here. Yeah. Don't talk bad about the rooster. I'm not, but Steve Kinsler is better than him. It's like LeBron is really good at basketball, but Steph Curry is just better than him. Like, sorry. That's how it goes. We got off topic again. <laughs> David's like a pissed off teacher. Uh, but to wrap that segment up, uh, which was just talk about every throwback out of order completely. Uh, fantastic podcasting on our part, too. Appreciate you guys listening. I don't think this will ever go away. I don't think it will get old. I don't think it will suck. You know, we're not going to run out of schemes to throw back to just because there's too many actual cars out there that you can reference when talking about this stuff so i think uh i think it'll be around for years to come again and yeah like i don't want it to go away either because you're you're teaching the people new to the sport and the younger generation they're looking at that and they're saying oh that's really cool scheme and if it's you know throwback weekend then they're gonna say well who used to drive that Oh, it's such and such. Well, then you go and you learn about like you're getting people more involved and you know more in depth of the sport. I will, so, I will add to the fact too that like the throwbacks, you're getting more and more people. Like this past weekend's a prime example. You're walking through, seeing all the different T-shirts and stuff that people are wearing, and a lot of the shirts that they're wearing are some of these throwback shirts or hats of of these different teams and different drivers from years past you know guys wearing a william byron uh, t-shirt from last year's flames car and and those kind of things like that you're seeing more and more people buy that stuff than their regular apparel more than more than anything anymore Yeah, and I, that's something that's been kind of trendy lately too in the general world is like the NASCAR vintage stuff. So I think that helps, you know, kind of keep it in the, the main scene. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing just in a marketing stance. I agree with Caleb on almost everything except QR codes. You're a boomer, right? I'm now. just gonna I'm well, just gonna point that out too was, though. Uh, Am I freezing or are you guys freezing? I'm not freezing. I think it's just Caleb. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, on mine, like the all the bars show up good except for Connor was like yellow and red, so I don't. Oh, I don't really... it keeps flashing yellow and red on you. Oh, oh my! Why am I flashing color? I don't have. Okay. But the the thing that made me mad more about the uh, than the QR code is the fact that they missed a great opportunity to throw back to Kevin Grubb. God bless it. What a great paint scheme that was. I can't wait to tell someone throws back to the land and castle Burger King racing number 83. I'm sure Dr. Pepper themselves played a role in the decision. I'm sure they did. That's why I don't drink Dr. Pepper. Keep throwing out bad throwback paint schemes and I will not be buying your product. I don't, I just think people shouldn't buy their product to begin with. So, Caleb, don't say that. Yeah. I'm not a spot. Caleb's been tweeting mean things to Mike Lynette all week. Uh, <laughs> just been on a banger. He's on a heater. He just, whatever comes to Mike's head right now, he's tweeted it out. Mike Lynette said one good thing and follows it up with six bad things. Oh, I, I agreed with, I, as you guys know, I'm a Michael Nett fan, I agree with everything he says. Um, and he is not responsible for any thoughts he might tweet. I I'm just not even gonna comment because I'll get myself into trouble. I'm just so, we're trying to get Michael now on a podcast and Caleb's like you're yelling at an 18 year old and Caleb he's a professional race car driver. It was a year ago. His age out the window. <laughs> it was a year ago. Hey, pilot drivers support pilot drivers, okay? That's how we do in the family. I'm not in it, I just like all of them. I, again, I just, it's better if I just don't say anything. Should I, so. should I read uh, Michael's tweets? I won't read the Caleb ones to him. Gosh. There we go. So everyone get comfortable. We ain't got all night. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm only reading a couple. Uh, just, oh, that was two days ago. I see. I thought it said two hours. First off, give him the context to of like why yeah. he started I'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it i sunday i uh, it was after the race ended it might have been monday actually that he tweeted it no sunday night um michael tweeted if you're going to step in step in when noah grabs ross don't let him take a shot and then grab him that's bullshit uh and then he replies to his own tweet himself because he doesn't tweet all that much. Um, and he says, okay, now start start the Michael you sucked, who cares what you think stuff. So Which I will say, very funny. I, agree. I agree with Michael on the fact that, like, if you're going to step in and stop them, either step in when Ross gets grabbed or let them fight for, you know, until one hits the ground. But So I agree with him there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's find... I should have just gone to Caleb's Twitter. It would have been easier to find this. Uh, he was in Dave Moody's replies for a bit. That was all respectful stuff, I think. That was about the fight, too. Uh, someone said Noah got exactly what he deserved, and Michael replied and said, go to bed. Instant ratio. just liked it. <laughs> uh, so Brett Griffin, uh, Damon's guy, he tweeted, I can only hope Jesse Love Jr. 
uh, listens to DBC this week. And I hope he gains lots of new fans. Hashtag now following. Uh, and Michael rep- replied out of the blue and said, he's a little bitch throwing punches at a guy that is not allowed to throw back because the little pipsqueak is under 18. Let him go throw now, see how it ends. Uh, and someone said, you drunk? Actually, Josh, was that your brother, Cody? Dude, we were actually talking about that. I have no idea who that is. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> He's from Iowa? I remember <laughs> looking at his profile and thinking, like, this is maybe Josh's brother. <laughs> no. Okay. No knowledge of him. Uh, so Michael replied to him and said, yeah, Cody, big time. God forbid I say anything. What did I say leads you to that? And he says, there's absolutely no context, just random. And Michael goes, I was saying, Jesse Love is a little bitch. Tried to fight a kid that's not allowed to fight back. Definition of a bitch move. How is that? I, co- I completely agree with that. Except I think the if I don't care if you're 18 or not, you should be allowed to fight back. But I know I know what they're team rules and what those family rules are that they wouldn't allow that either i don't know who was sanctioning that part of it i think when you're in racing and you're racing in leagues well enough to make money off of them and earn a living i don't think age should ever be brought up Here's here's where i'm going to counteract on that okay because see the only people that have an issue with this are nascar people but here's, here's where it gets a little sketchy. If it's like an 18 year old versus 17 year old, I like, there's no, that's, that's nothing. But if it's a, I'm not, I'm like, not saying a 38 year old should be allowed to punch a 15 year old in the face. That is not at all. Okay. So that's, that's where I was getting at is the Stephen Wallace versus Christian Eckes deal. Like that. So I was more talking about racing um, the cars. <laughs> and now I'm thinking that that doesn't have anything to do with this argument. And maybe I sound kind of dumb. So yeah, because I was gonna say, I mean, if it's if it's an eighteen year old versus seventeen year old, yeah, like yeah, like it it let it be. If one punches the other, it doesn't matter. Like age doesn't matter. But when you have like a thirty five year old going after like a fifteen year old, then you know, and that's a problem. But well, look, if uh, hey Damon, who was the guy that drove the older guy that drove SRX, big villain, Paul Tracy? Yeah, if Paul Tracy and Haley Deegan had a good bout, got a couple of licks in each. I don't know. I, I think that would do ratings really well. No, it wouldn't. No, <laughs> no it would not. That, no. Would, that would kill the sport. SRX so, would not uh, exist SRX anymore. Would be, yeah. yeah it, SRX would be in trouble. If, and, uh, if they both came out of it unscathed and got a couple connections to the face twice. I think Paul, Tracy, Paul Tracy would never get to see the light. <laughs> yeah, he might be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, in saying that... Um, I don't assume that Jesse Love tried to fight Sammy Smith knowing that he can't punch him. I don't think that would happen. But I also, like, wherever that rule is, whoever made that rule, you all know I don't like those. But uh, I, I don't think we'd have, you know, older people going after kids that haven't turned 16 yet. Nor so the kids that, you know, you know, you know what I mean. I don't know. I I think you might. Think who, you would might. Be, who would be the most likely to get in a wreck with a younger driver that had maybe just turned eighteen? Who'd be the Kyle most, Ron most likely to fight somebody? <laughs> Did I mean, that happen already? 
there there has been instances you you hear all these drivers talk about well, we got to teach these young guys a lesson right show the respect so you put a 16 year old who has a shit ton of money against a guy who's been running for 20 years trying to trying to go day to day it happens at every dirt track across america yeah guys. yeah there's there are there are 35 year olds beating the shit out of of 16 year olds all why the time. are you why are you insinuating that at every dirt track in america there's a 35 year old willing to punch a 16 year old it's not just that, that it happens yet. usually it's not it's not just dirt tracks yeah the first it's too. we we might have had an incident where um where a, a, a dad actually tried to fight a kid and it might be related to actually what we were just talking about. Oh, well, that happened. Wait, time out. Are the same parties involved? Uh, one of them was. Oh, okay. So. Wait, oh, wait. We're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, you tell me after the show, though. I think that's yeah, we'll a good talk one later. Later. Right, <laughs> I think that's a good one to move on on. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to, like, just not get us all shut down immediately because I have a lot of to say on this. No, I'll, I'll stick up for you. I didn't hear anything I, about this. I was literally sitting at my desk earlier today like, ooh, trucking advertising and then I was like, fucking Michael Annette. Like, I literally... Wow. <laughs> you can't like, say shit like that, Caleb. You're gonna get us shut down. I can't I, defend that. I can't. His, his comments just... Oh man! He's the best driver in NASCAR history to ever list his hometown as Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, because nobody else does. Sean Robinson, idiot. Sean Robinson, loser. How did you not know that? That's hey, Sean won more Cup polls and Xfinity polls than uh, Michael Annette. So, uh, show me Sean's trophy case from uh, Daytona races. Bro, I'm one. not even. Anywho, what's next on the? Oh, I think it's time to pack up and go home. I wanted to power rank the Keen Parts 301 at Daytona winners. Well, that wasn't even what it was called. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that two shows ago. I have no clue what the race was called that he won. It was something. It was like something beef 200. I don't remember what. Oh, beef that's what for dinner 200 maybe. No, it would have been a 300 mile race. Okay, so then 300. Maybe. Could have been the call eight one one before you dig three hundred too. Anyway. Uh was there any other NASCAR news you guys wanted to touch on, Caleb? Josh? Uh Matt Kenseth to the seventy five most greatest drivers in the entire world except for F one drivers list. And we got a Matt Kenseth tweet today. Just second, his pokes at humor on Twitter are like so not funny that it makes you laugh. That's oh, his, he has the driest sense of humor. Like he is, I he's probably got the driest sense of humor I've ever seen out of anybody ever. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it's Bobby. So Labonte, I heard Bobby Labonte on the NASCAR broadcast a few weeks ago. It was no, that's just dry. No, Matt Kenseth is great. He's, he, uh, is funny. he's just very dry about it. Like he'll, he'll straight up be like, this is me telling a joke. Like, <laughs> it's just, and then you laugh because it's so stupid sounding. That it's funny. <laughs> All right. I want to circle back on how far Connor was off. The race was called NASCAR racing experience 300. That's close. <laughs> NASCAR wings. Like what's the NASCAR racing experience? 
the NASCAR, I assume, the, I assume it's just NASCAR like racing experience. It's exactly what it's called. So are NASCAR wings by the same measurement? No. It's literally. No, do like not get first mad first. at me with the reasoning and answers you just gave. Child, if you would listen, <laughs> it's literally the Richard Petty driving experience. Yeah. I brought up Petty before you guys started yelling at me. It's right in the middle there. You guys had started going. You're chopping. I mean, you up. do the same, so we just yeah. turn Caleb just said, fuck Mike and give it back. <laughs> We're here to give it back. <laughs> we have taken enough shit over the years <laughs> that it is time to give it back. This podcast is like a year and a half old, Damon. It's not it's not just Damon anymore though. Not. There's multiple of us now, so Yeah. I don't I don't have to just back up myself. I got boys to back me up now. <laughs> to think Damon came up to me and said, I don't know about Josh. I don't know about letting him come on the show. I never once said he that. He said he he said he didn't think you were cut out for it, Josh, but I stuck up for you. Okay. See? <laughs> Oh man, we're just in everyone's bag today. Do you guys got anything else? Anything else from this week? Uh, Illinois Speed Week. Let me check out the schedule and make sure. They've, they've only got one more uh, NASCAR 75 driver to announce, right? Yeah, I think and Jimmy Johnson has going to. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. Wouldn't it be funny um, if they just let him off? And said he's gonna be he's gonna be the first driver on the hundred list. Yeah, but we put we put Casey Kane on the seventy five list. <laughs> yeah. no Only one of them, them has made a World of Outlaws start. That that goes a long ways for me. They've announced seventy four already. No, 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 no. They announced twenty four. The list okay. was already at fifty because they okay. put the list in ninety eight. Yes, I'm following now. It's one of the only lists that has actually withstood the test of time. And still probably pretty damn accurate. Yeah, I, to, yeah, to a point. I don't think. I don't know. I, I really have to dive in, and even then, every list is going to be missing someone. That's what I say. Like if you're if you're at home getting mad about a list, uh, man, you need a real. Oh my god! I will say. So we've we've. What time? Out. What, what merited? What was the merit behind shouting? Oh my God! Because you scared me. <laughs> Boo! I was just thinking. So when they announced Logano, of course, half the comments were he doesn't deserve to be on that list, and I. It just blows my mind what actually goes through people's heads sometimes. But like, we. I mean, we've talked on this podcast about how kind of like quietly really really good Logano is but it it blew my mind about how many people were saying that the defending champion yeah shouldn't even be close to being on that list but but they're the first ones to support Casey Kane being on it (laughs) don't put don't put me in the camp with those Connor I am not gonna defend you on this one my friend there's no way in hell, Casey. I've never, I've never once said that Joey Logano didn't deserve to be on that list. He has two titles. And yeah, Casey, did, Casey Kane did far and away enough stuff to get on that list. Thank God for that Brickyard 400 win. That was a sick. It was my graduating year. I think it was. I would have been the summer as I was as I graduated high school and went to college, but. No, that was a fantastic race. 
If it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have made it. Well, it hasn't brought back the Brickyard 400 yet. So once that race does bring that back, then we can talk about it. Speaking of Indianapolis, I just learned that F1 has raced at Indianapolis road course before. Oh, I was unaware of this. It's a big tire debacle. This is news to me. I'd have to read Michael Schumacher won it five times and they raced there eight times. <laughs> sounds, sounds like the same problems that they have now. Did you hear the uh, interview that Kyle Busch did with Bob Pachris and Bob asked him what, what he would have like late nineties, early two thousands, what thing he would like to have brought back. The first thing he answered, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I feel like I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't know how to feel about it either. And then he's like, no, I really just want him. I would have loved to race against him and had him, had him back in my corner. I'm like, all right, Kyle, that's kind of at least you're easy to up. say, but uh good call there. And then he, then he's like, I want the noble, the noble five. And then he's like, then I want the brickyard 400. Which sounds like it might be making a comeback next that's year. What it sounds like. There's buzzins around as it should. Amen. Yeah, I think it was stupid to ever, ever take it away from there. I don't understand why, especially with the cars now. I think they're going to be really fun on that, on that track. And with it being the first race with the next gen there, if they do end up doing that event, uh, I think that's going to work wonders as long as it works, right? But it, it's going to take up another spot on the schedule where it's like, oh, you have another kind of cool first year event that you're doing and it's the return of the brickyard now. So I, I think that's what they got to keep doing with the schedule and, and figure out how to work this in. And eventually I think we'll get down to like seven tracks that have two races, hopefully. Damon, uh, what do you think of the Josh Berry to Stuart Haas rumors? Um, if Chevy can't find a ride, I don't blame Josh Berry one bit and it's going to suck for Dale jr. Because he brought him into this sport and, and watching him go to Stuart Haas is going to, going to suck. But he, I, I like Josh Berry a lot. I think he's uh, a really good talent and it's unfortunate that he's not, uh, he's not been in that super long. I mean, I think if, if he would have been around a little bit longer, he probably would have already had a ride by now. But the going to the Stuart Haas ride, it's a good car to get into. I mean, we're talking about one of the uh, 75 greatest drivers to ever be in and how many paint schemes are being made after Kevin Harvick this year. You don't get that if you're not good. So you can't say the same for his teammates. No. I was, gonna, I, I was waiting for you to say that Stuart Haas was <laughs> her team. As long as they continue to give uh, give the four car all the best cars, that's all that matters. But I think it all goes back to the 14 next year. What do you think? Opinion. What do you think? Um, what do you think about the, the 41 entry? And who do you think will be driving that in the future? It'll still be Ryan Priest. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Tony's not going to let that one let that one slide i didn't know if you had came around on him not being good or if you were still i never once said he wasn't good i said that the night that he, he i'm not i'm not trying to say that i i just assumed that an amount of kyle larson issues with ryan priest it would at some point get to you no he's still a good race car driver he just ran out of talent that day 
And his hauler driver. And his hauler driver cannot get over into the right lane. <laughs> God damn idiot! Were you actually behind him? Yes, I sent you a picture. Oh, you liked the oh, yeah. picture. He did send the picture. <laughs> now I remember. My bad. Yeah, he st- he stayed in that lane from like Columbia to almost to Odessa, and it was like, get the hell over, dude. You didn't like throw number five out the window or anything. Almost did. You have the Larson sticker on your windshield, right? On the back? Uh, I do now, yeah. Oh, if I would if I was driving past him, I would have been pointing to it. Pointing to the window. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that next time. Next time you see a fun video series. It would be a fun video series to just pay Damon to drive around the country and follow Ryan for just, 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 just to find just give him shit on the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> We'd if, have you very late, if you can fund lot. it i'll do it if you can fund it i'll do it <laughs> that will be our budget for the year <laughs> damon's gas <laughs> oh man all right i think uh that's all we got for this one kind of light stuff i was trying to find guests uh one of the guys i reached out to was in a late model at spoon river tonight so uh obviously i couldn't get that done we'll see about sunday uh we got some interesting stuff coming up uh and some event details clear your schedules for uh, the world of outlaws weekend at knoxville make sure you guys are up there especially on saturday uh it's gonna be a f- damn fun time i can't wait to tell you about it but uh for now enjoy the race weekend uh tons of racing this friday and saturday and sunday uh indie week yeah, Indy IndyCar's race on the road course. Houston's opens their weekly season. Um, obviously, it's NASCAR throwback weekend. Uh, tons of stuff going on, so can't wait to get to that. Appreciate you all for listening, uh, and thank you again to our presenting sponsors, the Carl Auto Group. We will see you guys Sunday night.